All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Uh, we got stuff to talk about today. I think we could start light. Um, you're about to get hit with a, what's it, cyclone bomb, snow cyclone bomb is what they're saying is coming up the East Coast as we record on this, uh, when are we recording? It's Thursday. I don't know what day. The 4th? Thursday, January 4th. And yeah. uh, you've been hearing about that? Of is, are, is there panic in the streets yet? Is everybody worried about the winter cyclone bomb heading up the East Coast? Honestly, I don't I don't care what names they put on it. The only thing I care about weather-wise are the subways going to be closed. Because if they shut the subways down then yeah, I'm I can't go anywhere, but if if the subways are running then I'm I'm good to go. All that shit's happening above ground and I'm I'm fine. I guess it's just a couple inches of snow, but what they're talking about is continued bitter cold, which yeah, who cares? The Put a hat on and uh, gloves and get on the subway, like you just said. Yeah. I mean, my line, I guess, where I get on is above ground, but it's not, um, it's not, I mean, it's, you know, it gets cold on the train sometimes, but not, once you're on the actual train itself, it's not, uh, it's it's usually not too bad. I think it's funny. Uh, it happens every goddamn year. It, it, it happened back, you know, when, probably during the times of Telegraph, even, uh, Pony Express that uh, the the differences between the north and the south where I have friends that live in Texas that are like oh my god it's getting down to 40 degrees I'm so cold I can't handle this and then you know people put screenshots up of you know we started at minus 17 uh, the other day and a wind chill of minus 30 plus so it's like yeah you're 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 so cold with your 40 degrees that's when we're putting on shorts and shit and walking around yeah, it's 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 bad. I don't know who the hell would want to live up here back in the pioneer days where you had to like go outside and hope to find food scurrying around in snow and Yeah, I it's it's just dumb. I would I would live down south back then. It's funny that you say that because uh my wife uh recently tore through I don't know how many a series, I guess it's a series um of books, The Little House on the Prairie books, which the TV show was based on and I always thought it was just a TV show, but the books are apparently in they're autobiographical. They're they're nonfiction, so maybe I don't know if they've been fictionalized at all, like fake names, but uh, accurate events. And she said that like in every book, people are just fucking dying, just fucking dying, and it'll be like April, and a surprise blizzard will come out of nowhere because you know back then like you say in the frontier days there's no such thing as a weather service or meteorology or any of that shit you don't you know look at your phone to see what's going on so they have to go into town to get supplies and whoops uh surprise blizzard and you're suddenly the donner party and everybody's dead right that's what i'm saying i don't know i i mean i get if you're born in a place you've never really traveled outside the place that being said if you live in a town around people I don't get how there's at least not a few people traveling in here and there and just rumors starting and, and kids hearing it at school and coming home and being like, Hey, Paul, I heard of a magical land. If we walk the way the birds fly where it starts when it starts getting cold every year, there's a magical land where all this white shit that comes down from the sky that kills us every year from the cold. Uh, it doesn't happen. It, yeah, it's, it's a magical land called San Diego, Paul. It's called San Diego. Can we look for the magical... Boy, San Diego is just a fairy tale. I told you that ain't real. 
Get back home or I'll make you sit in the cold devil stuff from the sky again. That's like, funny. How do they not just fucking migrate, man? It's crazy. That's funny because you answered the question I was going to ask because you, you, you said up front, like, how do you live here? How do you not live somewhere else? I was going to say, but yeah, did they even know back then about weather patterns and how it's colder in the northern hemisphere? But you just said it because there were always people everywhere. So as people move around, people would travel north and be like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm moving back south. You know, hey, uh, guess what doesn't happen here? Uh, this, where everybody dies and gets cold and all that shit. So they show up and leave as, you know, as, as they migrate, they say, yeah, I've been here. I've been there. And I'm going to go fucking back there and stay there because fuck this shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i saying even ancient Eskimos, I think, were dumb as fuck, dude. I'll even go that far. <laughs> because, like, even, they just even, stayed. They didn't even, even try and yes. explore. And, I mean, I get that. I get just not knowing, and I get that no one showed up there and told them. I mean, the pioneers that lived up here, they were extra fucking dumb. But even the Eskimos, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't somebody in one of those like hundreds of years or thousands of years or whatever just kind of notice like hey when it gets really fucking cold like when it starts to get kind of cold before it gets really fucking cold all those things that aren't tied to the ground like we seem to be those birds in the sky they all seem to fly that direction and then after half of us have been killed by the cold in the spring <laughs> they, come they back. fly back and none of them have froze to death let's see where they go Let's just let's just, <laughs> just follow him one day. Let's just fuck it, man. What what do we got to lose? Like, we stay here. Best case scenario, we we're almost frozen to death. Let's just follow him. I'm fuck it. I'm done with this. I did have one thought just now. Is that uh, when it comes to so long ago? You're right. You you you're you're making me laugh with the idea that they didn't even bother to explore, or maybe they did. I don't know, but. Uh, it's like maybe... fuck it. Rent on igloos is cheap. I ain't going. To... Dude, rent is so cheap in the in the in the dead of winter in in Eskimo land. I'm not. No, dude. This is like the best. Yeah, we're probably gonna freeze to death. But rent, we're not paying shit for rent up here. It's awesome. Uh, but uh, I guess the thought I had was uh, biblical times, the worldwide flood, uh, and Noah's Ark, the flood that just killed everything. Historically and scientifically and realistically, um, people have said that what happened was uh, like the Christmas tsunami uh, was that a valley flooded. And since back then, all you knew is everything you could see. When the valley flooded, you know, maybe it was the Euphrates or the Tigris, I don't know. Everybody went, wow, everything we see is flooded, must be a worldwide flood. And they just accepted it as thus. So people, you know, as it snows every year, they're like, fuck, I guess this just happens everywhere. And, and yeah, so they just accept what you see because the world was so limited back then. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I get that. That being said, I, I, I would never sit in the kind of cold we have up here without subways and indoor heating and ovens and furnaces <laughs> yeah fuck that man i they they would at least find me frozen to death trying to find someplace not cold you know what i'm saying like i, I would be one of them i uh this is a horrible thought i just thought of it when you said indoor heating uh my family we just uh put together a a, a care package for a family that just lost their house um uh, it was sort of odd the way they lost their house. We're talking about uh, frontier times versus modern times. Uh, their house burned to the ground. It turns out it was a chimney fire. Everybody's safe, so that's the, the good news. The bad news is they lost everything. But the, the, the fucked up part is 
they lived out in, I, I don't know exactly where, a sort of rural area. That was close enough to town, but they were off the fire department grid. Like, the fire department went, but they, they were off the plumbing. They, you know what I mean? They were off the, there was no fire hydrant out there, so all the water had to be pumped in or carried in truck, and they, they couldn't put the fire out, so everything burned to the ground. And it's just odd that that still happens in 2018, where... You know, fire starts and you're like, well, I guess we're fucked because we don't live next to anything. It's like it, it's almost like frontier in modern times. Yeah, it's it's, it's wild, man. Um, that's why I uh, also a chimney in 2018. That means they had a, a fire, you know, fireplace that they didn't clean the chimney. They didn't have a chimney sweep or burn one of those logs. It, like I, I don't think uh, chimney fires start off regular furnace exhaust. So. Little, I'm not trying to judge, but a little bit on them, a little bit on them. Yeah, I mean that's why I don't, I don't care what the left says about it. The Second Amendment grants you the right to bear arms and fire trucks, man. People forget about the second part, man. You can bear fire trucks for when that shit's not around. Yeah, I think it should still be legal to have your own fire truck. I don't see why, why it isn't. It, it should be. All right, let's jump into topic. You got anything you want to talk about quick? Because uh, I, I pulled up a couple things. It's what's, uh, as of January 4th, it's what's been in the news for two and a half days running. Yeah, now. no, let's, let's, go with, let's go with the articles you sent me, man. All I'm right, well, it's not just the articles I sent you. It's what everybody's talking about. Fire and Fury, Michael Wolff's upcoming book, Inside the Trump White House, which it's hilarious because just what we've read so far um, that Trump didn't want to win the election, that he was just doing it to advance his career, that he uh, would make a bunch of noise and then start his own. Because I remember before the election, everyone was saying that he's going to start his own uh, Fox News, his own television channel. And then yeah. he won. And it was like, oh, fuck. But now they, they're, they're reports saying that Melania was crying, but it wasn't tears of joy. It was tears of, oh, fuck. Now we have to do this for four years. But that Donald himself flipped a switch. He went from, I'm going to be this uh, television mogul to, hey, fuck, I won. Now everybody must love me. And yeah, I, I should be president, goddammit. But I, I will say before we really get into it, the, the one uh, thing I think is funny is in the book itself, um, I, I had the quote in front of me somewhere, but basically the the author, Michael Wolf even writes, some of this shit just isn't true. It's, you know, hearsay and my perception, but I'm writing it anyway. And it's just funny that, like, you have people on the left that have been waiting for something damaging about Trump to come out are just latching onto everything as if it's true, just saying that, oh, look at this and this and this. Now, what's interesting are the, the Steve Bannon quotes, but... Um, before I talk too much, what are your initial thoughts when you when all this shit hit the fan? Well, yeah, initially I was kind of thinking what what you were saying. Well, the, the book hasn't come out yet, and these are these are just excerpts, and I, I I'm gonna wait until the book comes out to really give a shit about what's in there because I, I mean these news sources they're they have sort of a vested interest in kind of taking things out of context in this book and and just making it look bad for. For the Trump administration, I mean, yeah, they'd be doing that on the other side too. That's kind of how the game works. Uh, well, that this was a said, White House. He spent a year in the White House with Trump, just hanging out. So he's he's a first-hand right, witness. Has the book but is he even credible? come out yet? No, the book not hasn't yet. even come out yet. No, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's just where I'm at. I'm like, well, wait, wait until the book comes out when they can, they can read the whole book. And uh, I mean, they they could take things out of context within the book, and I, I'm sure that's going to happen. But I, I didn't even read the part about 
you said that he said, oh, a lot of the stuff in here isn't true. I don't know why. I guess that's in the introduction or forward or something where he admits like, yeah, this is just my perception of what I saw. <laughs> it's like, well, that's that's everybody's perception. But, you know, most sources vet theirs, you know, like uh, most uh, writers vet their oh, sources. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought he was doing some kind of like pseudo Hunter S. Thompson shit. <laughs> like, would it? <laughs> All right, well, that's not really helping anything. As uh, much as I love Hunter. To me, the interesting aspect has been how uh, the Steve Bannon quotes, which Steve Bannon has yeah. not denied, he hasn't come out and said, I never said that, and how Trump immediately, it just like, you're talking about two guys that were best buds. One would have been best man at the other guy's wedding. They loved each other. It was all praise to one another. And then just like in a heartbeat, Trump is denouncing Bannon, just completely shitting on him. And the quotes that Bannon has has attributed to him that he has not denied basically insult the shit out of Trump, too. That's what I find interesting. Well, I, honestly, after working with Bannon at Sirius, because I did fill in on that show a, a couple of times, uh, and I've, I've only worked with him the, the one time. And granted, he wasn't in studio with me. Uh, he was remote. Um, yeah, the man is not easy to work with. So I, I would imagine that even even if you're you're on the same team with him, which technically I was filling in on his team, so I kind of was. Um, yeah, I, I it it doesn't shock me that he's that he's having these kind of problems with the people that he that he works with, man. I mean, it it yeah, the the guys the guys impatient. The guy kind of tends to yell a lot. Um, and yeah, he's he's not. The easiest host to work with there. Um, that being said... But that being said, I, neither is Trump, so it's interesting that you have right. these two guys. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Cause I, I think there was probably a lot of uh, impatience and yelling at each other. I think that's what was going on behind the curtains. And so the second any of this is going public, it's, fuck that guy. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> did he say, fuck me? No, fuck him. I, I think that... Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't shock me that this is going on. I mean, it, it kind of does... That you, that I'm like, wow, they're really, they're they're really doing this, huh? But you, you, when I really sit down and think about it, I'm like, what? Well, no, I, I I worked with the guy just a little bit, and you, yeah, he was very impatient and very loud, it, just like just like it heard he'd be, and it was basically picture working with Steve Bannon. Uh, what you think that's like, it's it's exactly like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> always my favorite description. When you think you know someone, yeah, you kind of know them. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes first impressions do turn out to be really, really true. So, what do you think? Uh, my favorite quote so far is that there is zero chance that uh, Junior Don Junior did not take Russians up to meet Don Senior in the meeting that everyone is talking about. The meeting where Don Junior first sent out the emails that said, you know, yeah, if you guys have this dirt on Hillary, we want it. That would be awesome. And then, you know, it turned out to be nothing. He said that that. Uh, that meeting is treasonous and unpatriotic and that there's zero chance that uh, Donald Trump senior president uh, baby hands was not a part of that meeting. Like not the initial meeting where, where Kushner and, and junior were in, but that after that meeting, he said there's zero chance that they didn't take him upstairs to meet the big dog, which would, uh, you know, sort of that, that lends to the collusion appearance. It does. But even that speculation on Bannon's part, you know what I mean? Yeah, so... it is true, but he has, insider knowledge why would he I, I don't know why he would lie because I mean, that's what he does for a living i suppose well yeah it, it i mean that's the thing is this is a quote that they're taking out of a context of an entire book 
I mean, was he sitting there? Was he speculating on, on, on a hypothetical while he was talking to somebody about, about this happening? Like, yeah, if that happened, then it's it's treasonous. It's I, I I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. All I'm saying is this is just in the book, and they've basically just what released parts of this, just ex- excerpts, ex- uh, excerpts and stuff. I'm not and, sure if they released excerpts or if people have copies of the book and are reviewing it and discussing the most juicy points. The The general but, public doesn't have copies of the book, but there are always advanced copies that are given out. People do have advanced copies. Right, but here's here's why I'm not putting a whole lot of weight on that now, is the public doesn't have access to the whole book. Where, where At least where my articles have been coming from that a lot that are writing about this tend to be um the msnbc's the guardians stuff like that right and right you know what i mean it's like if 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 there was a book that hadn't been released yet of hillary clinton, like if hillary clinton what was that book she wrote the uh why everyone's takes a village or something like that yeah the, yeah the one she just one released book. oh the yeah, one, what my memoirs or my story or I, I don't know what how it happened. About. How it happened. Yeah. That was the one she just released, right? Yeah. So if that wasn't out yet, and there was all these articles coming out from Fox News and Breitbart, and you know what I mean? It's saying, well, Hillary Clinton's advisors say that she's a, a liar and she, she's treasonous and stuff like that. I mean, if that's what they were reporting on, wouldn't you take it with a bit of a grain of salt? Yeah, absolutely. And that's my personal opinion on the book right now, just just the way it's being talked about, is it kind of, to me, looks like a sort of National Enquirer article in book form, if that makes sense. It doesn't read like a Woodward and Bernstein, all the president's men, fact-finding, investigative journalism, uh, in-depth book. It just seems like, it seems like an attention-getter, but just noise for the sake of noise. Yeah, that that being said, I've totally um been uh giving shit and and texting a friend of mine that produces a <laughs> show on the Patriot channel about this whole thing. And I've congratulated her on on uh now having the most anti-Trump show on Sirius XM. <laughs> That's funny. Well, here's what's interesting is uh, a lawyer representing Trump uh today, Thursday, um, put an injunction. He he filed. He wants the book uh, to be halted. He doesn't want it be, to be made public. So that's interesting. I just discovered that one. That just came out. Uh, Attorney Charles J. Harder demanded that the publisher, Henry Holt and Company, quote, immediately ceased and desist from any further publication, release, or dissemination of the book or excerpts and summaries of its contents. They also seek a full copy of the book as part of their investigation. So it's interesting. Uh, Trump's hitting back. Like, if the book... To me, if the book was completely full of shit, which, like I just said a second ago, it seems kind of like it is. It seems like in a National Enquirer article. If it was completely full of shit, the response would be, yeah, just let them release it. Who gives a fuck? We'll deny everything or we'll prove that it's false. But the fact that Don... Uh, President Baby Hands just, re- you know, had his lawyers go after him, saying you can't release this book. That's an interesting twist that just happened right now as we are speaking. What do you think of that? Oh yeah, it is. Do I think that there's going to be damning stuff in here to him? Sure. That being said, it hasn't come out yet, and the only 
sources we have, at, at least that I found so far, talking about this stuff, are sources that have vested interest in making him look bad. So I now are they sources that I trust for the most part? Sure. But I, I, you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt, especially with stuff that hasn't been released yet. If yeah, this, yeah. If this I'm, is just, I'm just saying, why would it? Trump not want it released unless he feared it? Because I, I find that an interesting move. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I think there is going to be some stuff in here. Now, is, is there going to be stuff in here that's a 10 on the scale? Maybe. Probably not. But before it comes out, I think that these news sources have a vested interest in making it look as if some yeah, yeah. twos and some threes or tens. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay, um, stuff I get like that. Stuff like Bannon saying, that. oh, well, he, he definitely, or he, what did he say about taking upstairs to meet the big dog? Oh, he probably right, took right, him right. upstairs. Like, okay, well, fuck, I guess we'll try him on Bannon saying this guy probably did a thing that he can't, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, oh, okay. Now, it's interesting to me that they're, that they're publicly going back and forth now just because, Steve Bannon's show, the Breitbart show on series, yeah, it's it's easily <laughs> one of the most uh, pro-Trump shows on the Patriot Channel. Um, but I just love that, by the way, the Patriot Channel, the Patriot Channel. Yeah, yeah, I uh, you know, but I I do think people were talking about like boycotting Sirius XM because that guy was coming back, which I think is is fucking dumb. And that's oh, coming yeah, Sirius from Sirius XM is just a business. You know, they, they have left-wing talk shows and they have right-wing talk shows. Why would you ban it for either? Just listen to what you want to listen to and fuck off. Well, yeah, I think I think it's mostly coming from people that don't really know that much about Sirius XM. Uh, I mean, they're, they're looking at it like this is... I, I mean, I, I guess they're looking at it like it's one channel. Whereas, I mean, as somebody who works there and just fills in on random shit all over the place... Even the stuff that's not necessarily political, pretty left-leaning. You know what I mean? Even if that's not the aim of the show, like, it comes up and it's left-leaning. Uh, the the channels that are going to be more conservative are like the Patriot Channel and then, I guess, like, the Catholic Channel. But other than that, it's a pretty left-leaning station. This would be like if you were if you said, well, there's a right-wing host on Fox News that I don't like. Therefore, I'm canceling my cable <laughs> subscription. You know right, what I'm saying? That's right. just an insane thing. That whereas, I, I mean, I I think there's something kind of cool to being able to hear Steve Bannon on the Patriot Channel. Or if you decide you don't like that, you literally press the up button once, and you have switched to a channel called the Progress Channel, and everybody on there is saying fuck the guy that's talking right now on the Patriot channel. I mean, there's, right, because yeah. let me guess, because I'm just, I don't have Sirius XM, I should, but I am, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that the reason you can just hit up and down and go from right wing to left wing is because Sirius XM is smart and they bunch all the political channels together. So you don't have to go like, well, right wing is channel four and left wing is channel 77. And in between right. that, you have comedy, Korean channel, shopping network. You know, like you want to be able to, to like, if you like cars and there's a, uh, you know, like several shows on cars, you want them to be 70, 75 to 75. You don't want to go, okay, channel five is cars, channel 29 is cars. No, you want to be able to go pick, pick, pick and look at all your car channels. So they bunched all the political channels that makes nothing but sense yeah that's and that's that's totally what's going on i mean it's all it's all to bunch together but um 
It's it's just kind of ironic because even the stuff that's not on the Progress Channel or something, even even shows that are on other channels are pretty left leaning and all hate Bannon. And so there there people want to boycott something that for the most part agrees with them. It's just they have this one little chunk over there for people that don't. And they're like, well, because of that one little chunk, I'm I'm saying the whole the whole thing is bad. Like it's it's just odd. And I, I think it's people that really don't know that much about uh the the radio station, you know, the the radio service. That makes sense. Let's uh, continue on this path, but jump a little sideways. Another article I sent you. Um, more than a dozen lawmakers last month met with a Yale University psychiatry professor for two days to discuss President Trump's fitness for office. Except then you read the article, and of course, the first thing they say is, it's all Democrats and one Republican. And it's like, is that really helping anything? or anyone like first of all the article is not helping anyone with the the headline like oh senators meet with the psychiatrist to see if trump is I'm fit so for glad office. I'm so glad you agree with me on this one I I cuz I was reading this article going is he going to back this article this is the craziest fucking thing ever like all right yeah yeah all right. Well, and not just the article that talks about it, but the fact that the democratic senators did it in the first place it's just like this stupid gang mentality where you know, what, I don't know what it solves to say, yeah, a bunch of us that already agree with one another got together with this guy and uh, he agrees with us. So now we have the circle jerk going on and the right wing is, is wrong. Like I, there, there, well, more been, importantly, the, this guy, Yale hasn't diagnosed him. You, you know what I mean? Like he hasn't met him. Yeah. He's he reading tweets. He's reading yeah. tweets you, and judging you him off I'm that. I'm sorry. You, you can't diagnose a guy off tweets and shit. Now, do I think he's nuts? Yes. Do I think that... And I agree. That, I think he's nuts, too. Right. Do we? Do I think that there should be maybe a future change? Because what, what was it? The, the, the Goldwater Law or whatever that said that you can't... You can't... Um, if you're a medical professional, you can't... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. ...publicly yeah. diagnose a candidate's mental health without diagnosing him because they, they basically did that to a candidate during the campaign, and, and they think it was... It was a big factor in him losing was just basically some psychiatrist that was hired by the other side going, I, I, as a psychiatrist, I think this guy's fucking nuts. And they'd never even met the man, you know? So th- th- there's a good reason they have that rule. That being said, uh, if they're going to give you the, the nuclear codes, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe pass a background check. Maybe, uh, maybe show him some ink blots. Tell him what he sees. If he sees, uh, <laughs> one would hope. Yes. If you well, show look, him, if you you show the man an ink blot and, and he says, "I see the cities of my enemies going up in a mushroom cloud," you don't give him the nuclear codes. You know what I mean? I I think I think that'd be a good good future law, good future practice. Yeah, and and let's go back to what you said and what I agree with is that I I think President Babyhands is nuts and I think he's unhinged and I think he's just a narcissist and all that. I don't think he's crazy crazy like he's you know, about to push the button and start a war. No, I don't think he's literally and, like a Bond villain, but yeah. I, n- no. I, but and he, I also... Yeah, he seems to be a little unstable, seems to be a little loopy. Right, and, and but the big problem with diagnosing anyone off Twitter, now he has, a you know, a, a, so many that you can start to... You, I'm not saying that you can't draw some conclusions off Twitter, but generally when it comes to anything online, 
you are not reading tone. And I know because I've gotten in trouble for this before where you can post like, oh, dude, fuck you. And the person reads it, dude, fuck you. And, and that's two different extremes, how you say it and how someone reads it. Because when you are reading anything online, you are bringing your own emotions and, and determinations and observations and interpretations to what you are reading. So, you know, if I tweet something angrily, you could, I think, oh, oh, I'm just remembering this. There's a whole Key and Peele sketch on this where they were texting one another and one guy was just in a great mood and the other was getting angrier and angrier, misinterpreting the, the texts. Yeah. And so, yeah, do I think Trump is, is kind of batshit, narcissist, asshole, piece of shit? Fuck face? Yes, I do. But I also don't think that a psychiatrist can read something on a screen and absolutely diagnose. You can lean one way or another and say, I think we should have a conversation with this person. But I, I don't think that what these Democrats did by going to a, a, a psychiatrist and he goes, oh, yeah, this this they can describe him as a narcissist. But, uh, you know, saying he's unfit to lead. Well, I do agree with it. I don't think this is the right way to go about it. And I'm not sure what good the article is doing other than providing a circle jerk for, you know, Democrats to read and go, see, see, see what the psychiatrist said. Yeah, it makes us look like jackasses. I mean, if, if this if this was the other side, like we, we, we would we would laugh this article out of the room. If well, we already was... we already have when when Hillary uh, sort of fainted when she had pneumonia and and all sorts of right wing doctors were saying she's unfit to lead office she's she's unhealthy she's gonna right. die she's collapsing right. yeah she 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 fainted big deal yeah yeah right I mean it was it was the same kind of thing where you can't uh, you can't really just diagnose somebody that you've never met before that's just an insane thing to do now you can speculate but. Um, where does that end? Because, you know, next election, let's say we got two other people running and both sides now have their psychiatrists who are totally not biased in any way going, that fucking guy's nuts. <laughs> or, you know, this guy has Ebola or <laughs> whatever. Like, it would just get so insane if, if, if we put any merit on that. Yep, but uh, that seems to be sort of, hopefully not the path we're on, but uh, I just... I, I wish Democrats hadn't done that. Um, what but do you think this of the brings idea? up an interesting question. Even even if we did have them diagnosed by somebody before they they got into office, which I I, th I think it would be good to do. The question then becomes: How do you make sure that that person is not biased politically in any way? You know what I'm yeah, saying? You would yeah. have to have like a committee and shit, and and it would just get complicated. Yep, um, because we, we choose our own facts. Well, this guy agrees with me, so I agree with what he says, and he's a professional, and it just becomes nonsense. Um, all that said, I guess I was told, I didn't see, um, they were talking quite seriously about The Rock running for president in 2020 on something like Meet the Press this week. How do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think we've entered the realm of now celebrity-only uh, candidates or celebrity best case scenario candidates best probability to win i sort of went sideways on that but uh, something you said made me think that thought i don't know what it was now you say you're saying um sorry uh some, something was going on outside you're saying they're, they're talking about just celebrities and stuff when, well, uh, they're saying that uh, something you said made me think that on Meet the Press, I didn't actually see it, but someone texted me that they were actively talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, running I've, for president I've, I've in 2020. People I'm mentioned like, that. Now that we're, do you think we've entered that realm of, of this is what we get, reality presidents, celebrity presidents? 
I don't I don't think we have just because it's it's going so batshit crazy with this guy. I think we're gonna have a pushback in the other direction. I think people are gonna miss the people who've uh, you know done politicking before, and uh, they're gonna want them to do politicking again in the Oval Office, and so they're gonna be you know they're they're gonna want somebody who's uh, a little more experienced in the political arena. That's just my guess. But then again, I was dead wrong about everything. With I didn't think that man would win a single state in the primaries. So, I I I mean I I'm I've been biased on the side of hey experience matters from the beginning, and I've been dead wrong. So hopefully I'm not wrong on this. But yeah, I I think we're gonna have a big pushback where they're gonna want somebody who's experienced in politics. Now, does that necessarily mean um, extremely establishment in in terms of voting and economics, foreign policy, shit like that? No, but, I mean, you know, they're going to want somebody who's been to Washington before and can tell you where to get good, uh, you know, good grub during lunch, somebody like that. (laughs) <laughs> lunch. I think I agree with you, and here is why. Because we've been here before. Um, actually, I, um, as I was about to say, I was about to give Jesse Ventura as an example, saying Minnesota went with him as governor, and then immediately went, no, nah, fuck that. And California, in its own way, did Oh, Jesus. That man, that man makes Trump look completely composed and sane. <laughs> I know. But we also, we've had... Uh, Arnold uh, as governor of California and Reagan as president of the country, an actor. We were talking about two actors that made it. So who knows where, where we stand, I yeah, guess. Yeah, uh, but Reagan Reagan was a lot more composed and level-headed than Trump is. Oh, no, no. I'm not I'm not talking about as far as level-headed and composed. I'm just talking the celebrity aspect of where no, okay, you, know, you, you, you switch, aspect. like where Dwayne the Rock Johnson... Uh, sees that Trump is unhinged and a piece of shit, and goes, you know what? I could bring some class to this office. I the okay, thing- I, I, I see what you're saying. I, yeah. I I I I missed that. So, I the one big difference I would still make between uh, Reagan and Trump is Reagan was governor first. Big difference. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. Big difference yeah, yeah. between experience yeah, as governor and no and no experience whatsoever. And I would say this. Uh, and maybe I'm just being optimistic, and maybe it's because I like uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson more. I think that were he seriously to run, I don't think it would be, like, I think Trump ran on ego and and business acumen, not, not being a good businessman, but just the idea that if I get all this attention, I can further the Trump brand. Whereas Dwayne The Rock Johnson might run just on the, hey, I will be a spokesperson for America, but let the politicians get shit done. I will be a figurehead. Does that make sense? I think he would understand his place. Yeah, kind of, but even... And I'm not then, saying that's a I good thing. I'm not saying there's... that's a good thing. I think a politician would be better. I'm just saying that he... All the all talk I've heard from him is that he would want to actively make America great again by by promoting what America is at its core not the he'd be the opposite of the hey let's get together the racists and the 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 idiots and make them feel powerful well I I, I mean this has nothing to do with his political lean I, I mean I, I'm just saying he doesn't he hasn't done any of that in fact I would even say that that Trump has more experience than him in that he 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 was at least a businessman before whereas 
the the rock has just been doing movies and shit and so i no i don't i don't think that that would happen at all especially since whoever the hell's running against him in the primaries would be able to point out to 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 the left like hey we have somebody in right now who's an entertainer with no experience look how that shit's going and i i think that would resonate in the primaries one would hope all right kids uh, give us your thoughts on everything the book the rock um steve bannon sirius xm anything we've talked about the cold the weather the south the north when it comes to weather give us your thoughts uh, leave them on soundcloud leave them on stitcher leave them on itunes give us a review wherever you can tell people to listen to us and contact us you can message us through soundcloud or jakevever.com nathantimmel.com all right jake good talking to you my friend you too later <laughs>